Welcome to the Nine to Kind podcast, where we call out our burnout habits in order to shift into a kinder, more inspiring life. I am Lauren Ruth Martin, and I'm right here on this journey with you. You've heard the quote, well, what if you fail, but what if you fly? And that's like the nuts and bolts of this week's episode. And I bring this up because this plays into burnout recovery because a lot of our burnout sometimes is influenced by the catastrophe of what could go wrong. Or when we're feeling so burned out and stretched thin, the idea of changing things in this moment because we only have so much bandwidth within us keeps some of our habits going. So like, for example, um, there have been times like when <laughs> I've worked with people or I've had these talks and, you know, the I, what I hear a lot of times is, is that it's more work to explain something up front than it is to just keep doing what we're doing. And that's because we are imagining And the thing is, what we're imagining is probably going to be part of the reality. But what we're envisioning is that the energy that we only have so much allotted for ourselves is going to be put into creating change. And then we're not going to have enough energy to do the other things that we still need to do. And that that thought isn't wrong. But what we also have to remember and recognize is that a lot of this discomfort is because we are doing something novel or new. We are doing something that doesn't come naturally to us. And that idea of we, we're not seeing beyond that initial discomfort prevents us from seeing what if this goes well. The idea of if I begin delegating certain aspects of my life to other people and where there's a chance that it may create more problems for me. Um, You know, it's like if I begin asking my kid to clean up his room every day, there's a chance that it may not be as convenient as I would hope for. And there's also a chance that it can go well. There's a chance that my kid actually enjoys cleaning and that gives him something that occupies his time. And a lot of times we don't go there. We don't think about what will go well because the pain of disappointment is so strong. And a lot of us, if we're already experiencing the the beginnings or the middles or the back end of burnout, experiencing disappointment is not something we feel like we have the bandwidth for. And I get it. And self-preservation is very much a part of burnout management in seasons. Like there are some seasons like where disrupting the apple cart seems too much to do when there's already so much on there. And so I I do think that there is this middle ground and this idea of bringing into context, what if things could go well and allowing ourselves to become hopeful in order for us to feel less scared of change. I mean, we talk about this a lot in Radically Open DBT, but it's that idea of when we become cynical or bitterness is building, that's because like we're, we're operating on empty. And at that point, we're constantly bracing ourselves for what can go wrong, that we don't even know what it's like for things to go well. And there might be some evidence in your life for that. Like I totally get it. And at the same time, it 
prevents us from actually being able to take in what would we do if things went well? You know, what if I begin making more friends and then they start calling me and wanting to hang out with me? Do I have, have I equipped myself to be able to handle the good that comes from that? And true story, this is something that I've actually experienced in some ways is that I've constantly prepared for the catastrophe that when things actually worked out, I kind of shot myself in the foot because I didn't know how to handle that thing going well without a lot of madness attached to it. You know, and some of this was, it's like in, um, I think about in my career, there have been various times like where I've done, I've worked my butt off to get some things. And then when I did, like when I got the job in radio, I didn't prepare myself for it going well. So I constantly operated under fear that I would get dropped any day, which led to me overextending. Like it's stuff like that, that if we don't allow ourselves to get hopeful, if we don't allow ourselves to operate from a place of knowing that there are times like when things do work well, that we can have faith that when things are going well, that it's going well, we have to drop that suspicion sometimes because if we don't allow ourselves to soak in the good and if we're only constantly preparing for the bad, then anytime something good happens, it's going to lose its luster. It's going to lose its impacts. It's going to lose its effect on our lives. It goes back to that idea of like, if we're working so hard just to numb out the bad in our lives, then in turn, we're not going to be able to feel the good because our nervous system sometimes can't tell the difference. And that is the thing when something goes well, that might trigger anxiety for its own reasons. You know, if I, I'm not a singer, but like, let's just say I was a singer and I auditioned for The Voice and it goes well and I get on like Team John Legend or whatever, like I haven't watched The Voice in forever. I just saw it was on my TV guide last night. But you know that like if you're so prepared for getting rejected from The Voice, like that's actually going to be more palatable to experience because you've already prepared for it. So then when something goes well and it throws you into a tailspin, that can impact you maintaining the thing that's working in your favor. And the reason why having hope within burnout, recovery, repair, and management is so important is because we are going to be taking more risks that at times will or will not pay off. For example, boundaries. If we are, we can anticipate when we set a boundary, getting some backlash, but we also need to prepare for things going well so that when we do set a boundary with someone and they respect it, we trust that instead of anticipating the blowback after they agreed to our boundary. Because what that can lead to if we don't prepare ourselves for the good is if we consistently operate under the what ifs or the what's going to happen next, then we might create an environment where that does happen. This is actually something my husband called me out on and it's, it seems silly, but it's, it's frequent enough for it to be significant. If we agree, if I suggest something for dinner, I'm like, okay, do you want pizza? I always want pizza. And he says, yes. And then I followed up with like, are you sure that's what you want? Or like, 
you know, like, is pizza going to be okay with you? That's actually going to annoy him because it's me saying, I don't trust what you're saying. And sure, there could be like, we could go deeper into that. And part of that though, is me not being prepared for something going well or something going in my favor. And that can be, can be, you know, caused from what I've experienced in life or just like a core belief that I have, or that consistent anticipation of something going wrong or making somebody upset. And if we're constantly warding off the what ifs, we're not going to have the bandwidth to enjoy what is working for us. I'm going to say that one more time. If we are constantly working to prevent the what ifs, we're not going to have any energy to enjoy what's working for us. And if we think about burnout, repair, recovery, and management, us building a sustainable life that we enjoy is the payoff of doing all of these different things. The payoff of being able to live life in a way that makes sense for us and not for everybody else in this literal and hypothetical world. That's that's a good feeling. We will operate a little bit slower. We will operate a little bit more intentional. We will operate in a way that feels risky because it does put us at risk of not gelling with those outside of us. And if we're constantly fighting that, then we don't allow the opportunity for people to gel with us to occur. You know, if, if I begin embracing when things go well without question, I might actually enjoy it. You know, it's like going to a party and actually being able to enjoy yourself instead of constantly worrying about the food being refilled. We dream of the thing going well so often that we deserve to have the opportunity to revel in it when we work so hard to get there. Now remember, this podcast is not meant to be a one-way street. Please send me feedback. You can email me, DM me on Instagram. I'm happy to chat these things out. If this episode or any other episode has been impactful for you, I would greatly appreciate a rating or review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts that helps get the word out about the show. You know, we need we need this conversation to be had beyond this. So have the week you're going to have.